This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. There's perhaps no subject that's been the topic of more heated discussion within Christian circles than that of divine healing. Often because of incorrect teaching, religious custom, or church doctrine, many Christians simply don't know what their Christian rights are to physical, emotional, and sometimes spiritual healing. Some argue it's an Old Testament phenomenon, rare to the New Testament church. Others believe only those operating in the spiritual gift of healing have access to it, and some that all the healing God intended for mankind was already accomplished by the blood of Jesus at Calvary, and it is spiritual only. In his message entitled, You Can Be Healed, Pastor Ray asks, why are so many Christians waiting for God to heal them when God is patiently waiting for them to simply receive it? By week's end, Pastor trusts his listeners will see that healing is a gift meant for all that believe, and yes, you can be healed. very first thing about the operation of faith, and I need to kind of go back to that so that I can use that as a springboard to talk about what I want to talk about tonight. If you were here, the very first thing was knowing. Everybody say knowing. You have to know the Word of God in order for your faith to work. Because you can only have faith for what you understand to be the Word of God, or you know to be the Word of God. In other words, if God has promised you something, then you have the right to use your faith to accomplish or to receive that promise in your life. So it would seem to me that, you know, knowing, the knowing part is, is extremely important, and the knowing is the knowing of the Word of God. That's why we need to come to church. That's why we need to be students of the Bibles, of the Bible. That's why we need to uh, not only study here when we're here together on Thursday night or Sunday, but that we also study at home. We're in the Word. We open up the Bible. We study. We read. We use other resources to build our faith and our knowledge of the Word of God. Because the more understanding of the Word that you have, the more your faith can grow and the more you, you know what you can believe God for. You know that this is God's will and you have no doubt in your mind that this is God's will and if this is God's will, then you can have it. Um, it was said of Smith Wigglesworth, uh, many, he was a great man of God and he had a phenomenally powerful ministry and uh, died many years ago, but he wrote all kinds of books. And he had a great saying, and he, he demonstrated his faith in great ways. He said, God's Word says it, I believe it, and that settles it. That was his saying. And that's where we have to get to. We have to understand and know God's Word uh, well enough that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know these promises. And once we know these promises, then we can unleash our faith. Our faith can begin to grab hold of these promises because we know God's Word says so. So when things don't go right, we don't go back to ourselves, we don't go back to, you know, our thinking. We go back to the Word of God say, but God's Word says. God, God's Word says this. So if God's Word says it, then I can have faith for it and it will manifest in my life if I just maintain my faith for it. If I just continue to walk by faith and not, come on, walk by, come on, say it with me. Walk by faith, 
and not by sight. I'm going to walk by what my faith tells me. And my faith is built upon God's word and what God's word says. All right. Just because you're not feeling well doesn't mean you're not healed. Just because you're, you don't, haven't had the manifestation of that healing doesn't mean you're, you aren't healed yet. The Bible says you are healed. But until you get that into your brain and into your heart, it doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what, what I see. The Bible says that by his stripes I am. So if the Bible says I am, I is. That's it. It's a done deal. He said I am, so therefore I am healed. Not, it's not based upon what I feel. It's not based upon the report. It's based upon what God says. In the book of Isaiah, I'm sorry, in the book of, um, uh, uh, in the old, I don't know, somewhere in the Old Testament, I think it's Numbers. Right? So whose report are you going to believe? I think it's Numbers. Whose report are you going to believe? You're going to believe the report of people? Or you're going to re- repeat, re- believe the report of the Lord? Getting ahead of myself here, I'm just, but who are you going to, who are you going to believe? You're going to believe God's report? You're going to believe man's report? So when the Bible says, when he says simply that by his... See, I think that's where we, we probably struggle the most is that it's so simple, but yet we make it so difficult. You see? And I know some people say, well, you're going to get people condemned because if they don't get healed. Well, I'd rather teach the truth and get some people healed and hope that the others can kind of catch up to it than to hold back the truth for the fear that someone's going to feel condemned. This stuff works if we understand it and we know it and we put it into operation in our lives. Can I get a better amen than that? By his stripes we are healed. All right. So, so let's go over to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. And there's so much to say about that, but... Uh, Isaiah 53. But let's go over to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. Let's just nail this down a little bit more. So here Jesus um, is going to Peter's house. And let's read verse 14. It says, Now when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So this is Peter's mother-in-law. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and served them. Now, now wait a minute. You got to understand something. He came in, touched her hand. She was with a fever. That means she was sick. You know, when you have a fever, man, you're washed out. You don't feel good. Even when you start feeling better, you still don't feel good. Everybody understand me? Touched her hand, and it doesn't say the next day, two weeks down the road, five hours later. Immediately, she got up and she began to serve them. She was feeling pretty good. One moment she's on the bed with a fever, feeling lousy. The next minute she's up and she is feeling so good that she's actually in the kitchen cooking them some dinner or some lunch or whatever it be. Now, how many of you understand that that's, that's, a, that's a pretty awesome, that's a, that's, a, that's a healing, amen? So now it says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and listen, and he healed all who were sick. Everybody say all. all. He healed all that were sick. In other words, everybody that came that they brought. Now, Peter's mother-in-law gets miraculously healed. The word gets out. And now they start bringing all kinds of cases, demon-possessed, sick ones, lame ones. And it says that he healed them all. There wasn't one in the bunch that did not receive healing from the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Well, that would help us today because sometimes people say, well, you know, healing may be for some, but it's not for everybody. Not everybody gets healed. Well, it's true that not everybody gets healed, but I don't believe that that's God's desire. Because, you know, you've heard people say that. You've heard people say, well, they didn't get healed. It wasn't God's will. Well, then, then God's a liar. I said, God's a liar. Because he's, he told us that he came to break sickness. It's part of the covenant. And if it would be for one, then it has to be for all. The Bible tells us very clearly in the New Testament that he is no respecter of persons. In other words, what he'll do for one, he'll do for all. He has no favorites. He doesn't show favoritism. So when people say that to me, look, there are many reasons why there are good saints who love God, who serve God, but they die. They die young. They die in accidents. I don't know the answer. You don't know the answer. But the answer certainly isn't it was God's will. The answer has got to be something else. And when we get to heaven, we'll find out what the answer is. But while we're here on earth, we've got to know that we know that we know that we know that healing is for me. Doesn't matter what happened to brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother's mother's sister's aunt's uncle's cousin. It doesn't matter. What matters is that God says that by his stripes I am healed, therefore I am healed. And that this is a promise that was given to us in the covenant, in this awesome transaction that Jesus did for us at the cross of Calvary. Is this helping anybody here tonight? So now, I want you to see something. So he heals Peter's mother-in-law. They go out and tell everybody about this awesome healing. And now, people are coming, many. It says, many, demon-possessed. He cast out the spirits with a word. Notice he cast out the spirits with a word. He didn't do the, uh, the Pentecostal polka around them for two hours to try to drive the demon out. You drive the people out. You don't drive the demon out. Is everybody with me? All right. So... So he, he didn't, he didn't, you know, didn't have somebody on the floor spinning around and spitting and, you know, jumping around. He cast out the demon with a word. I'm going to tell you what, that's the way, you know, we ought to see the, the driving away of demons, the casting out of demons is with a word. Just in the name of Jesus, come out. We don't have to sit there and play with them. That's another, sub, that's another time. That's another, another message for another time. So he cast out spirits with a word. And he healed all, everybody say, all who were sick. Now notice what the next thing says. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That's the verse we just read. So Matthew is trying to prove to the people of that day, right on down to the to us today, the Holy Spirit recorded this so that there would be no question that healing was won. The victory over sickness and disease was won at the cross of Calvary through Jesus Christ. This is what he came to do. He himself bore our sicknesses and carried away our diseases and by his stripes we are healed. So what, what Matthew is doing here is to nail down that Jesus came to take sickness and disease and to break the power of this demonic thing because sickness and disease is from the pit of hell. Anyone who is struggling or has struggled or is struggling now, you know that, boy, it, it is from the pit. It is a curse. 
How can anyone ever say that sickness, God uses sickness to, you know, you know, why would God, why would an all-loving God use an awful, ugly thing like sickness to try to teach his children something? God doesn't have any sickness. Jesus came to break the power of sickness. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. Let me show you another verse in, in Acts 10. And verse, um, let me see, 38. Acts 10, verse 38. Notice what it says. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Now, now notice something. If Jesus, because remember what I said before that while he walked in the earth, he walked as a man. And everything he did was as a man, even though he was all God. Well, here it proves it right here. Because he said how God anointed Jesus. If he was walking in this earth as deity, he wouldn't need the anointing. Ooh, didn't anybody think about that? This proves that while he walked in the earth, he walked as a man. Anointed, just like you and I get anointed to do things. You understand, right? When, when, when the anointing comes into our life, that, and we know in the book of Isaiah it says the anointing, uh, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the, it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. When the anointing comes on, on our lives, you know, we, we can you know, lay, lay hands on somebody and they, they get healed. They get, they get blessed. They get touched by God. It's because of the anointing. We've all said it. Oh, I, the, I felt the anointing and everything just lifted. Yes, because the anointing breaks the yoke. Well, it says that how God anointed Jesus, anointed him while he walked in this earth. He had to walk in the anointing just like you and I have to walk in the anointing. Am I getting ahead of myself here? Is, is everybody with me? You understand where I'm going? I think we're all pretty much mature believers in here. And the rest of you, you'll catch up. I promise you. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all. Everybody say all. All who are oppressed by the devil, for God was with him, or God was upon him. Now, so we understand that Jesus came to break the power of sickness and disease. Healing is for everybody. I said healing is for all. Amen. Healing is for everybody. Let me read through these verses of Scripture so that you get this, all right? Um, Matthew's Gospel, chapter um, 8, verse 16 and 17. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed. That's the one I just gave you. I'm sorry. He healed all who were sick. You needed it again anyway, so. That's just Matthew 12, 15 and 16. And great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. Everybody say all. all. Jesus never turned one person away who came to him for healing. And today Jesus will not turn one person away who comes to him in faith for healing. Ver, uh, Matthew's Gospel 14, 14. And when Jesus went out he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion. Moved with compassion for them. And healed their sick. In other words, I would ha have to believe that it meant he, he didn't say some of their sick. He said he healed their sick. So he healed all that were sick in that group or that company. And notice that he was moved with compassion to do it. And Jesus is still being moved with that same compassion. I just speak to anybody that may be here tonight with a sickness or disease in your body. I want your faith to just be encouraged. I want you to just see. I want you to meditate. Not so much on trying to get healed, but meditate on how much God loves you. 
Meditate on what he did for you at Calvary. Meditate on the promise that, that he took your sickness and took your disease. Don't try to get healed. You're already healed. Just try to get into Jesus. Try to get into his love. Try to just relax in his presence and, in, and, and let your faith just begin to soar to new levels. Can I get a better amen than that? Matthew's, we're going to finish here in a minute, but Matthew 19, 1 and 2. And great multitudes followed him and he healed them there. He healed them there. Matthew 21, 14. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. So that would be all that were blind and all that were lame. They all came and they all left healed. The same Jesus who was healing them is the same Jesus who is healing today. Now, for some of us, this is really basic. But you know what I think the problem is? That we have become so spiritual and we've been walking with the Lord so long that we have forgotten the very simple, basic, simple truths that really set us free in the beginning. And we need to be reminded. I know I do. And I don't think you're any different than me. We need to be reminded of these truths. So Matthew um, 21, right? The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. He healed them. He healed them. So some may say that, you know, that was for that time, but it's not for today. People have said that. I've heard teachers say that on Christian radio. You know, it's interesting how God has put me. You know, I, I don't know. It's really a strange thing to me um, because, you know, uh, a lot of the guys, they're all awesome preachers. I look up to them and all. But a lot of those guys on there, they're evangelicals. They don't believe this. They believe miracles and stuff were for a different time. Or God does heal, but he doesn't do it all the time. Because why? They're looking with their eyes and they're not looking with their faith. And instead of encouraging people's faith, they're really in, in, encouraging their doubt and, dis, and, mis, and disbelief. Because by saying that, they say, well, if not everybody gets healed, then I don't know. How do I know if I could get healed? How can you have faith for it? It goes back to what I've been saying, what I said on Sunday. You have to know because... It's, it's uh, faith begins where the word of God is known. If you know what the word says, then you can have faith for it. Is this good? Is this all right? All right. So some may say that. I'll point you to verse of scripture. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. What he did then, he's doing now. What he's doing now, he'll do tomorrow. What he's doing tomorrow, he'll do a hundred years from now. A thousand years from now, should he tarry? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Now, how many of you believe that? That he is the same. He hasn't changed. So the same God, the same Jesus who healed Peter's mother-in-law, the same God who healed the paralytics and the blind and, and the mute and the deaf and the sick, is the same Jesus that's healing today. <laughs> so people say, well, how come we don't see it? Because I personally think that people's faith is waning. I haven't heard a good message on healing in a really long time. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe you have, but I haven't. Not that I'm on Christian TV that much or radio. But the times I am, I don't hear people just giving this basic teaching about healing. And our faith is slipping for it. And we're regressing. And we're becoming very weak in our, in our belief uh, for healing. And this is something that we all need. We, we, you know, we all get, have times in our life when we have sickness or we have a, whatever it be, even a common cold. You can believe Jesus to heal you of that. 
so I, I just want to highlight the truth. That's all. I want to encourage people. We, we need to have faith. So Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I love that. Lord, you haven't changed. God, you're still the same God. You're, the, the Jesus who had compassion upon those that came to him for healing is the same Jesus that has compassion today. He's the same Jesus. He hasn't changed. I don't know why everybody doesn't get healed. But when we get to heaven, we'll find out. But in the meantime, I'm going to claim it for myself. I'm going to believe. I know. I, I Listen, very thank God I haven't had any major things. But I've had some things along the way. One time, doctor, you know, wanted to have had an issue. And, you know, he was talking surgery, surgery. I went to him like three times. And all he kept doing was talking surgery. And I'm thinking, I'm not, you're not cutting me open. I'm not having that surgery. It freaked me out. You know, explaining what they're doing. I'm thinking, you're not doing that to me. You may do that to somebody else, but you ain't doing that to me. You understand? I'm sitting in the office. I'm thinking, by his stripes, I'm healed. I didn't feel healed. I was shook up when he said, you know, you have to have the surgery. It's the only way out. And they're all, all right. He was convinced. I mean, sir, I just walked out of there and I, you know, I prayed about it. And I just, and um, I went back to my general doctor, you know, whatever you call him, family doctor. And he said, well, you know, why don't you go see another doctor? And I went and saw another doctor, and that doctor gave me a totally different report. Now, I still had some symptoms. So what, what, what was I, you know, he, he kept telling me, well, you just got to do this and do that, and eventually, you know. And it was lingering and lingering, and I'm thinking, you know, when is this thing going to go away? And I was on medications. But I just used my faith. And using my faith, not nervously, like, you know. I mean, just like, okay, I'm just, Lord, I'm trusting you. By, by your stripes, I'm healed. I'm just speaking healing over this thing. I curse this thing in my life. It has no, no power over me. It can't live in my body. You know, whatever, whatever the situation. And that's it. And whenever I, I started to get, like, discouraged or I started to, I just pick up the word again and just say, by your stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I believe it. I stand on it. I teach it. I live it. It's operating in my body. Well, little by little by little, that situation just started to dissipate to the point where it disappeared. And that was over five years ago. I never, ever had a surgery. I'm, I'm not on any medication. And I never had a situation with that thing ever again. You know. So, you know, and throughout the years, there have been different things um, that, that had to use my faith for. All right. So let me just give you this and then we'll, we'll end right here. 2 Corinthians 1, 19 through 21, for the Son of uh, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. For all, everybody say all. All, all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So all of the promises of God are yes and amen. They're not a maybe. Did you all hear what I said? It's not a maybe. So healing is not a maybe. It's a yes. It's a yes. All of the promises are yes and amen through us to the glory of God. In other words, I love to say this. We get the blessing. God gets the glory. We get healed, but God gets the glory through the testimony that you and I give about how God has healed us and touched our bodies. Hallelujah. That's it. I'm done. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.